Congrats, Joe. Thanks, dude. Appreciate yeah. it. Fucking awesome. I'm Chad Eckert and that's Eric Martins and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. This week we have a special guest. It's Joe Idoni. Tour picks. Joe, cheers. Cheers. Nice to finally talk to you. Cheers. Been a while. Yeah, Joe. Uh, <laughs> we've got you. You know what? You're a hashtag expert now. Oh boy. Don't Joe Idoni, the co-host with me uh, at the Preferred Lines podcast, a Monday night thing we're doing. He and I, we go over the betting board. But, of course, Joe wins $100,000 on DraftKings. Should we kick Martins off and just start doing a host into this one, too? Oh, I knew that was coming. Shit. He's, he's <laughs> Okay, you know what? Yeah, you can hear a little bit more of that story. We did a little recap at the beginning of the Preferred Lines podcast for the Northern Trust. It is on iTunes or YouTube. Maybe you want to go check out the YouTube version because I rocked my chicken suit for the start of it. Because winner, winner, chicken dinner. Joe, has it sunk in yet that you're a winner of $112,000? I guess so. I mean, I understand it, but it still had. <laughs> Excuse me. Still hasn't really like hit me that it hasn't landed in the account yet, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, and all this other stuff that goes along with it. So yes and no. Okay. We wanted to ask you. I mean, this is a this is the biggest win you've ever had, Eric. Have you? What's your biggest win that you've ever had on DraftKings? Have you ever won anything? I've won. Yeah, I, I've won. I mean, I, you know. No, I've had no, I've had a, I've like like a five x ROI. You know, that's not a bad a bad day. I haven't had a, a make a five x. I mean, you yeah. won twenty five dollars off five. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> um, Joe, you picked names last week. You clicked good names. How'd you click those particular ones? Well. I, I wish I had a uh, system I could relay here and some advice I could give people, but uh, we want answers, Joe. <laughs> I know people want answers, but the, the answer is there is no answer. Yes. Um, I built like three lineups. I was like our boy Eric here, chalk donkey with web in all of my lineups and I didn't care. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man, I, I built them. So I built two lineups during the day daytime while at work while uh sort of doing multiple things at once just fired in two of them and then I watched Nagel's show on Wednesday night and threw a third one in there uh and it was actually one of the first ones the first one that I built was the one that ended up hitting and I just kind of look I went with guys that my strategy was like just take guys who can make a ton of birdies and really not concern myself with the potential that they could just suck and miss the cut because it seemed like that kind of week to me I knew it was going to be really low scores and look I had like all six guys I think my worst finisher was 14th or 13th out of six players I didn't even have the top one or two guys I didn't have Herman or Horschel my best guy was in third place and somehow still took home second I still don't even really know how the points work 
uh, with top tens <laughs> and top fifteens and how stuff shakes around at the very end of a contest. But here we are. Here we are. Well, Eric, do you have any questions for this man? I mean, I basically interviewed him on the preferred lines. What do you What do you got to ask? Yeah, well, I mean, I listened to that, and it was yeah. You guys covered everything that I was interested in. The other thing I wanted to ask you, Joe, was, um, you know, we're, we're all family men here. We've got children and wives. Uh, my wife doesn't give two shits about uh, DraftKings or the PGA. She thinks it's cool that we do the podcast, but like, so where where was where was your uh, like what was it like at, at home? Was she did she understand what was going on like on Saturday night leading into Sunday? Did you explain? Did you talk about the names in the lineup? Did you say this has to happen and this has to happen? Oh my God, this that or other? Or did she not care until you had a hundred thousand dollars on the bank? Yeah, so <laughs> actually, I think you sent it to Chad when I was finally in first place, and I was like, we were actually walking. There was like a little food truck event like in our neighborhood, so we were walking to that, and I was like, you want to see something cool? Like, check this out, and I like showed it to her when I was in first, and she was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, don't <laughs> worry, like it has no chance of like actually happening. It's just fun. Like, it was cool to show you, but uh, I mean, I, I've got a seat at the table, I suppose, is like the way I put it. Like, got uh -huh. a seat at the table with like probably a couple hundred other people that have a chance, but like, don't think I'm hitting this, honey. Like, don't go spend it anything <laughs> just yet. <laughs> um, and then so I golfed in the morning. I went back to her dad's house for a little bit, hung out with the kids at the pool. She napped my six-month-old daughter, and I went home. Uh, to work on the bathroom. She stayed at uh, her dad's house and they kind of hung out at the pool all day, gave me a little time to be by myself. I sweated it out in the bathroom. At one point when I was kind of done, she was like, how you doing? And I'm like, not good. Like, I, I, I'm not going to win, pretty much is what I put to her. Um, and then, like, right after things happened, I FaceTimed her and I was like, bang. And she, she's like, what? And I'm like, I think I just won six figures. And she went nuts. She like immediately drove home. We celebrated like in the driveway. I was like made a huge scene in the neighborhood. It was like screaming up and down the street as they pulled in the neighborhood. Like my arms in the air. It was, it was really fun. Uh, and I'm glad that I enjoyed it with her and my kids. They have no idea what happened, but they just knew dad was excited. <laughs> Aw, Joe, that's so cute. Um, I just want to bring you down just a little, Joe. You knocked me did, down. I you didn't win. But did you, did you do the math? Did you figure out, did you look back, like, what would have made you win? You were T2 with someone else, so you split second and third. Yeah. So what would it, is there a way that you could have won it? Yes. Um, so naturally, like with anything, you can, whatever happens, like, it's just like golf, right? Like you can have a great round and you're like going to look back like, man, I had that four foot birdie up on 10 that I shouldn't have three putted and I would have been two strokes better. So you kind of feel like that. Um, Sung JM had a lot of really like tight opportunities early in the round. I look back at Siwoo and I'm like, man, it sucks because he was in such good position. And really, I think the one that killed me was that one hole where he took driver off the tee, where as soon as he pulled driver, the announcers were like, what is he thinking here? Like, yeah, he compounded his bogey from the hole before. Nobody's taking driver. He lost ball, had to re-tee. Um, but I think the other guys had Siwoo. 
So I don't know if that would have made a huge difference. Uh, you know, Denny McCarthy I had, which was like the hero of my team. They went out early and like went from like 35th to inside the top 10 where he finished. So look, I things could have shaken out a little bit differently, but also if Billy Horschel would have just won, which he should have won that tournament. I mean, Jim Herman had no business winning that golf tournament. Uh, so if Horschel would have pulled through, I think a lot of guys would have got first place points from Billy Ho and knocked me way down at the end. So look, things happen for a reason. I'm not going to, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Oh, no, thinking. yeah. You're not thumbing your nose at six figures, yeah. even if it's not the five in front of it. It's 112. Yeah. Damn, dude. It's not a gold uh, medal, but I'm happy with the silver. Yes. So this show, Joe, the Fantasy Golf Pod, we discuss each week ownership, the chalk, the pivots, and who we deem yep. as values. You don't play ownership. You just play the best players you want to play, right? Yeah, I don't really look at – you know, sometimes if I'm, like, stuck – in between two guys and I don't know who to pick, I'll use it as a deciding factor if one guy is really heavily owned versus the other. But for the most part, I don't. I feel like ownership is part of the process. Like it's built into everything. Just like Webb last week was the highest owned player for a very good reason. Um, he can't show up there and not top 10. It, it, it is what it is. So if he's 25 or 28% owned, it, it kind of is. You know, I, I take someone, I think Denny was my lowest owned guy. But uh, like you said, what we talked about yesterday, there's 92,000 people in the contest. I had two of the highest owned players and my lineup wasn't duped. So that kind of speaks a little bit to ownership, I think. Uh, there's certain weeks it matters more than others. But ultimately, if you pick six guys that play the best it doesn't have any outcome that's okay. how i think i could be wrong i'm still kind of a novice at DraftKings who just luck sacked into this <laughs> you guys know more than me <laughs> uh, no, i don't know we don't know anything no. <laughs> joe i know we got to get you out of here you got to get back to diving off your diving board into your pool of gold coins like scrooge mcduff <laughs> over there and wherever you live <laughs> florida yep down here in florida yep but who's winning this week? Can we get can we get in on this lineup? My God, you forgot to tell us to put that lineup in somewhere last week. You just did it yourself. Can we get what in you on doing? your lineup this week? Who are you picking? Yeah. All right. So I have built a lineup um, and thrown it back in the same contest. Nice. Um, why not? Let's just let's let's just go through it. If you want to dupe me, dupe me. I'm not gonna win again. Just a heads up. <laughs> uh, but here's who I got. All right. So I took. Should I talk about this or no? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Let's All hear them. Right, All right, I got – I've only built one lineup so far, and this was very non-researched. Well, you just told us top. your first lineup last week was the one, so we right. don't care about your other one. one. So, big surprise, surprise. I'm starting with Brooks Kepka. Um, he is my – Brooks is my, like, highest-priced guy on this team. So and low, low, low ownership, I think. Yes, I do believe he will be very low ownership, and I think that he's going to play well this week. Uh, I bet okay. him as well. He's my biggest bet of the week. Uh, so I got Kepka, I got Pat Reed, I got Tiger Woods. Those are my top three right there. They all kind of fit in around the same price range. Right below Tiger, I took Paul Casey. And for, all right, so the next guy on my team it's just almost kind of an embarrassing price for this guy at 7,900. I've taken Ricky. 
You have to take Ricky. How much of a slap to the face is that Daniel Berger's $1,000 more than Ricky? That's tough scene right there for our boy Ricky Utaka. Didn't he just almost – he was a 54-0 leader at a WGC. Yeah, and he's, and he's won at this tournament. He's won at this course before. I think he can make enough birdies. It just seems like a price point at under 8K where you've got to click Ricky. I think he'll probably be high-owned because of the price, but is what it is. And then the last guy on my team, in order to fit this in, I had to take a 6K guy, and I'm just going to ride, you know, dance with the girl that I brought to the dance, and that's Denny. Back in on Denny. His approach numbers are on. He can putt well. Those, so I got five uh, good players, I think, have a good shot at making the cut and being around the top 20. And then I got Denny. We'll see what happens. That's my Denny's, six. Denny's the new best iron player on tour. I have come around within the last two hours, though, big time on Dustin Johnson. Uh, I think I'm going to bet DJ. I think I'm gonna, my next lineup, I'm probably going to start with him. It's just I'm a sucker for a PGA Tour tweet of, like, the last guy on the range. And they sent out the tweet. He's, like, the last guy they're practicing today. He wanted the Travelers, which is in this sort of region of the country, I suppose. Um, seems like kind of a similar course setup, for my opinion, and not looking too much into it. And played really well at the PGA Championship. You know, he's hit or miss. But what are his odds that you're betting him on? Uh, 20 to 1. He is on Bovada. So that's a decent number. It was about four points better than the other options that I had. And that's still available as of like 20 minutes ago when I took it. Okay. Cool. And then, so, Joe, yep. you're known for the long shots. And that's kind of where you started with your Twitter gig. And then you got your popularity off of doing your videos every Tuesday at lunch or Wednesday, whenever you had time. Who's your long shot this week? I got a bunch. I mean, if you didn't see yesterday's our show, you should check that out. Subscribe, download, five star, whatever you got to do. But I took Shane Lowry. I've got Doc. I'm going back to Doc. I just think that he's going to win. Do I think it's this event? Probably not. So I'll, you know, top 10, top 20. But he's just been playing such good golf. He's giving himself so many opportunities. He's straight off the tee. His approaches are unbelievable. He's a good scrambler. I think his putting is improving. He's becoming a little bit more comfortable uh, with himself being on the leaderboard page on a Sunday uh, now that he's done it a couple times. And then I got Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele, both at 200 to 1. Like them both, I know that they are two very, very close friends. Uh, really? They play most of their practice rounds together. They just enjoy each other's presence and they talk a lot and I think Keegan has some familiarity at this course maybe that rubs off a little bit on Steele and they share a little info and they're both just such a big number you know Steele played really well at the Travelers also uh so I cashed a nice like top 10 on him there so that's just kind of a corollary I was looking at so those are my four guys sort of 100 to 1 and above that said it's FedEx Cup season it, the big dogs are coming to hunt yeah, we know yeah. that. It's probably better to do the top twenty, top ten on those two hundred guys this week instead of trying to get them to get the win. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you can learn more about Joe by listening to the Preferred Lines podcast every Monday night with myself on iTunes and YouTube, and then you can follow on Twitter and you can look at his fun videos that he does every week uh, at Tour Picks. Joe, 
congratulations. Again, Thanks, guys. You are Congrats, the best of luck with the rest of the show. Uh, I'll download it tomorrow. Have a good one, fellas. Peace. See ya. Later. Joe Idoni is the man, and I am so happy. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. Really. That's like, I said that. He's the definition of that guy. I know. I said that. I tweeted it. I know, and I tweeted it, and then I looked at the comments, and yours said that already, like a minute before I, I wrote that. So I said it first. But we wrote the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe is a good guy, and follow him at Tour Picks. Anyway, we're going to get into the DraftKings betting board. Eric, are we ready to get to the tippity tip top, or shall we, should, should we talk real, really, really quickly about the FOMO that you might have had now that you've seen Joe win $112,500? Can you do it yourself, Eric? Can someone put $25 in and win? Apparently they can. <laughs> we, we, we know a couple people who've done this now. I know, exactly. So, yeah, it's like <laughs> amazing. Uh, you can find us talking strategy. There's some ways. There are actually – Four key factors to finding success at PGA DFS, and I kind of like dubbed them and made a video we did at the beginning of the season. First and foremost on that list is finding your goal, and if you want to cash six figures like Joe I, that's a, there's a different way to play. You have to like know how to play that way. Or if you are just trying to get a measly little payout just, or win a GPP, whatever GPP it is, there are different ways to play. So then you need to figure out that. And then you need to figure out contests that fit that. Figure out what matters, Eric. How do we figure out what matters, though? Well, it might help to have friends. And we have friends at fantasynational.com and fansharesports.com. And they give us helpful information every week to push us towards a player. Eh, sometimes you need to push. And maybe that'll help you paying for those websites. Try them to out. give you things to know about names. Shall we get to the names, Eric? Yes, quickly. Sorry for wasting all that time on Joe. God. It's great. The tippity tip top this week, Justin Thomas, $11,300. But the most popular Pele in the 10K range is the guy right underneath. He's $11,100. It's Bryce. DeChambeau, he's going to be at 16% or so. Wait, no, maybe he won't be the chalk of the week because that might actually end up being, Eric, the chalk of the week for the PGA, Colin Morikawa, and he won that week. Are you getting off Colin Morikawa if he's 17.5% owned and he's one of the chalkiest players of the week? Does it bother you? It shouldn't bother anybody. God, he just won. Uh 1, 20, 48, 1. That's his four starts. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Who, who else has done that? And he's only 10, 2. So, I mean, like, if right. you're not using Colin Morikawa, you might have a problem. Because, like, he literally is the best player in the world. You talked about trying to reach and achieve that. Uh, here's DJ, and there's Rory, too, at the 10, 8, 10, 4. Uh, and then Rom rounds out the $10,000 range. Uh, we don't typically – well, I don't – typically click the top price names and especially uh during hard real playoff major style events like this you just kind of want to pepper the middle so is it okay to fade this range are we going to overthink things 
Uh, I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of overthink. I mean, people aren't going to want to take Rory McIlroy because he's just been bad. I mean, his price compared to some of the other players down below him, even thousands below him, I mean, they're performing at much better uh, much better places than him. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take Rory. Fuck his low ownership. And, you know, Bryson, God damn it, it all makes sense for him. If I'm going to take anybody, it's him. JT, too, fantastic golfer, but we can't take all these guys – Kawa, DJ. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. It's it's a it's a it's a tough range. I think you're right. Maybe fade the shit. Yeah, I'm fading this range, dude. I'm fading all the top price names because I'm gonna go down below. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to do, but my gut is telling me to do that. It is. And hard. you know why, Eric? Though, because we know. Hey, or oh, everyone tells the elites they peak at these events, the playoffs and stuff like that. But this is the first week of the playoffs, and we even listened to JT talk today as presser, and he said, "I'm not even trying to peak this week." I am trying to peak at East Lake. And then, well, that probably applies to all of these elite names. The ones that don't really care and just want to peak whenever they can peak, that's the 9K range. And there's six names here, and they're very juicy names. And let me show you those names. The 9K range starts with Xander Shoffley at $9,700. You got Webb Simpson, 95, Jason Day, Patrick Cantley, Brooks Kepka, Joe Idoni's guy at $9,100. And then, the, maybe the best play of the entire slate, Patrick Reed, $9,000. Eric, we discussed this. What are you going to do with these names? Well, if it tells you anything, I've got Jason Day and Patrick Reed uh, starred. Well, get your, guess what? Jason Day, chalk of the week. Actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> Not only is he chalk of the range, he is chalk of the week probably. It's just crazy. He's the most tagged guy on Fanshare. He's just like making everybody's betting cards. Everybody's on him. And I was on him. This is like, I mean, I don't want to say it, but this is the week that he does kind of withdraw. He like does do the WD this week because he doesn't care. He's already in very good standing in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So he really doesn't need the points this week. If he's not firing off, you don't think he's going to value the rest over the rush of the weekend? Listen, I would love Jason Day. I was all over him the weeks leading up to the PGA on at the PGA, I had one of a really decent sized bet on him at the PGA. I, I and you know what? Maybe you know what? He's blowing his load there. So we're and he's trying to reset and gear up for this playoff. So why are we all in on him now? That doesn't make any sense. Are you on him? You're yeah, on him. I think I think you're a fool to fade him if you do. And it doesn't matter if he's going to be the chalk of the week. Ninety three hundred is a fantastic price for a guy that's gone. Seven four six four in his last three starts, which you said included the PGA tournament where he got fourth. Everything he's doing is good. Why he took a week off? He didn't play the Wyndham, so he had his break that you're talking about. Why would he show up at this? And by the way, also I will tell you this: he's not in the top thirty, so he does. I mean, what is he going to do? Withdraw, and then he's going to have to scramble to try and get inside the top thirty next week. No. What is he? What, what you don't know? He's going to get fourth, fifth, third, second, or first probably at this tournament and you're going to miss out on a mega cast. So I think Jason day and Patrick Reed are going to be some of my highest owned golfers. I like Jason this. day as a chalk player on DraftKings, disappoints every time 
I am not a Jason Day chalk player. I'm not on Jason night. Day when he is not wanted and everyone thinks his career is over. What happened to that? What happened to that group think? Everybody was on the group thinking that <laughs> before COVID, he should retire. And during COVID, why is he, why, what is he doing? He's the worst player ever. He's the biggest asshole. He just withdrew from the players or withdrew the week before the players. I don't know what it was, but he was pissing people off left and right. And now the industry has changed. Jason Day is now the best player on planet Earth. And he's never going to not have top fives because he's just a doing that every time why would he not continue to do that it just makes no sense he's gonna win now of course oh well. no <laughs> he ran his hot he got his streak and if you weren't on it the last four weeks and you're gonna jump on it now this is a disappointment for you and the ownership is just too high so i'm off jason day i would love to see the complaints when a chalk jason day withdraws we've seen it before he's done it in front of everyone and they've all complained for an injury report and they've been mad as hell and it's going to happen again. And I'm going to go (laughs) full fat fade on Jason day for me. All right. Good luck with that. And then, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pivot right there to Brooks Kepka. Of course you got to play Brooks Kepka. Are you kidding me? He's nine, $100 and he's 7% projected ownership. This is ridiculous, Eric. This is bent grass. Very decent great greens for people to putt on it's easy to putt on here maybe he'll find the putter that's all the problem he has brooks kepka has been hitting his irons amazing and his putter's been holding him back shit brooks kepka 9100 low ownership oh he's in my player pool you uh well i mean at, at seven or eight percent of course brooks kepka i'm gonna go in on that uh, okay take, well then let's we'll should we talk it. about our favorite play of the entire slate we're actually in on the same guy this week it's crazy it's nine thousand dollar patrick reed we love him he's eric and i's values uh, we both agree he's trending perfectly he loves these big stages he loves to play well uh in the northern trust particularly for whatever reason yeah. uh <laughs> i think he's <laughs> just oh i was half in on him last week half my shares was uh so 12 out of 24 and i watched him very closely and he was burning edges left and right burning them and if he would have hit a couple more putts oh he would have been in contention i know it so here he is i think he might i wanted to just know save it for the playoffs save it for for this week so nine thousand dollars i'm all in on Bur- uh pressure green and he loves bent grass guess what bent grass is where he won the masters at Bent grass is his preferred putting surface. He was on POA last week, which is the least uh, preferred surface. So, boom. I love that. Okay. We're moving on. 8K range. We go. And at the top of the 8K range is Daniel Berger. He's 8,900. He's ahead of Finau and Woods. Holy Lord. This is crazy. Eric, it's like the stacked field events where you have Fleetwood at 83 and stuff like that. This is where you pepper the 8k rage and i'm gonna pepper it all but eat all this maybe but maybe that burger my god or casey he's 84 now do we trust these people or fleetwood can't hit an iron but no one trusts fleetwood but let's talk about the chalk of the week people are on well for good reason 8800 tony fee now he's gonna be maybe flirting with the chalk of the week because He's criminally underpriced. This is ridiculous $8,800 for Tony Finau. I mean, I, this could be one of those weeks where just like a JT at the WGC, Morikawa at the PGA, and he had the guy at last week, Webb, didn't finish the job, but he basically cashed everyone bigly on DraftKings. It's the most owned. Maybe Tony Finau this week, $8,800. Eat it. Chuck. You? 
Yeah, I mean, this is the range where you, uh, you know, maybe you go all in on somebody or 50% if that's an all in number for, for you, because you can make every type of lineup that you want with a 8K guy like Tiger Woods, for instance, who I'm thinking about going 50%. And I, I really love, I really love this for him. And you, you can, you can do a balanced lineup with your guy that you're 50% or you can take Bryson or JT if you want pair him with an 8,700. I mean, there's all sorts of po- all sorts of possibilities with this with this range, and yeah, you're right. This is this is a place to be peppered. And dude, what's so sleep- great about this dude is that everybody is trying to stuff a couple 10k guys into their lineup, and they're just having to go to the 7k range because they trust and they love the looks of the names down there, and they're attractive because they're low-owned leashmen and things like that, and they're like, "Wow, well, is this guy priced this way? This is unbelievable! I can now have two 10k guys." So they're skipping the 8k range it's ridiculous you can get matt fitzpatrick at eight percent or five percent you can get fleetwood at five percent justin rose under ten percent scheffler who is the hero of the pga had never made a mistake he's at eight percent and tiger too it's unbelievable so don't overthink this is the week to maybe even go in like you said all in on the 8k range pepper it and one of my favorites to pepper pepper is the eighty six hundred dollar hideki matsuyama he's amazing and i want to play him because I don't know. His irons are amazing. He's playing really consistently. He's had a bunch of top 25s. And he's really due, Eric. Sometimes you got to consider things when you're making a click on a golfer. And if it's, they're due, then they're due. And if they're due to win, like this guy is, and so is Tony Finau and a couple others like Horschel last week, that's what makes moti- – gives people motivation. It's better than stats sometimes. So, Hideki, I don't know. You? He can't putt, dude. And you text this to me every single week about these guys. He can't putt. This is a no-putt week, though. The last time that Hideki was at TPC Boston, he gained like five strokes with the putter, and I looked that up, and it made me spark in my brain. Click on Hideki. (laughs) (laughs) He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so he likes the grass here. I love Hideki. I'm sure he'll do that again. That was in two years ago. I'm sure that'll get repeated. Oh, he'll look at that. His team will tell him, you're good here. And he'll go, I am? (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it. All right. 7K range. That's... The range of dreams, Eric. You got to be good here. And it starts at 7,900. Ricky Fowler. That's who Joe Idoni's going to click. And then you got Billy Horschel, my guy, right there. And actually, Billy Horschel is looking like one of the more popular names. Uh, the more popular ones are not that popular, though. They're only about 13, 14%. So you don't really have to do or not do anything with that number. You just kind of know about it in the back of your head. Billy Horschel. Also, Abraham Answer, looking chalky. $7,700. And then you have Matt Wolf. People like Matt Wolf. He's fun to click. Makes a lot of birdies. Good DraftKings play. $7,800. So those are your chalk names. Do you like any of them? I mean, I think all those are tremendous plays. I mean, like I've heard other people say, this this range is, is fantastic. I mean, I, I assume you're going back in on him. Oh, God. Im, what, what, did they price these things before they saw how good M is going to be? It's like 7700 or something? crazy yeah doesn't have any no. uh appearance at the course but that doesn't matter so he barely uh, has any appearance anywhere because he's brand new on the tour anyway yeah I uh woodland's looking chalky and the english maybe they're projecting yeah well m m2 because it's priced pivots though joe's guy ricky fowler at 7900 he thought of course he's going to be popular he's 7900 he's really not no one wants him it's crazy so ricky fowler at 79 is a good pivot and maybe 7800 jordan spieth is actually a good pivot now because he's low owned and he's 7,800. 
please and thank you. I will take some <laughs> Jordan Spieth always. You got to do it because he can birdie, he can bogey, birdie, bogey, whatever all day. That's perfect for drafting scoring. And he also likes bent grass. We know this. And he's good with his irons. He's just been bad with his putter. So maybe the bent grass will help his putter. And what I like about this is that Spieth was picked by Ben Coley this week. I saw that. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I don't know what Ben Coley's smoking over there, but he's picking Spieth. So <laughs> I'll go on that. Uh, low-owned Lowry is, again, low-owned. I mean, he's playing with house money because he's was not going to be in the playoffs. He made his way in last week on points. Low-owned Louie or low-owned Leishman. But I tried to convince myself that a 3% Leishman was a good play, and it's not. So I am not using Leishman as much as I want to, and $7,400 is attractive. Out of the restart, he's been terrible. Do you like Mark Leishman? <laughs> yeah, he's not been good. No, I don't, I don't like Mark Leishman either. Eric, we talk about this every week. Historically good, low-owned names like Kucher at two percent. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, right? What about Phil at two percent or Bubba at two percent? Is this a bomber track where you have to be a lefty because nobody wants those two names? And maybe you just click them and hope the putter finds themselves. Yeah, you bent should. Grass. Yeah, bent grass. Phil, uh, Masters winner. Both those guys, Bubba's Masters winner. Okay. That's where the bent grass is. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be clicking Phil seventy. We keep getting these nice prices on these guys seventy three hundred, you know, because they're bad, but they're gonna pop at some point. And Nobody wants Max Homa. He's the least owned in the range, but didn't he almost win like the Memorial or something? Max Homa, seven thousand. Yeah, he's you know he's one of these flyers. You know, no, he didn't just. I mean, yeah, he he almost won the three M Open. He didn't almost oh. win the Memorial. Well, and then Louis, uh, Tom Lewis almost won the 3M Open, and then he almost won the WGC a week later. So, and then no one wants him now. So, Tom Lewis, you could do that pivot. And Chez and Todd, they were the darlings for a minute there. Chez Reeve, Brendan Todd, any interest at the low ownership now? Well, yeah, I'm going to have to because I'm going to be taking so much chalk up at top that I'm going to have to click these guys that are not wanted. And, you know, there's – there's there's tons of reasons to think that they're gonna they can bounce back. They, they all bounce back. Bad that were bad for a little bit turn good, and then good that have been good like day maybe <laughs> might I, I turn bad. Jockey <laughs> day. And fucking, oof. Okay, six k range. We're not gonna pepper a lot of names down here, but you're gonna know if you do to maybe avoid Sam Burns. He's looking at the most popular, and same with Kevin Na and Norlander. I mean, they're good names. So at five. Six, seven percent. Do you really fade a Nah, a Burns, or a Norlander? No, you don't. Because guess what? If if some rando down here wins, it's probably not them, and it's a Jim Herman. Like, no, it doesn't matter. The five percent so doesn't click matter. Him or do no, it. click them. Click them if you like them. No, nobody down. It, one of these guys is fifteen percent. It gets a little dicey because okay. you know. Uh, well, who's a, your favorite name then in the six K range? Because I don't really. You know, Hubba Hubba is my is Hubba Hubbard, as okay. uh, Pat Mayo has said. I, I just like that. that I'm going to need possibly to grab. He likes he likes bent grass. Come on, look at this. He hasn't missed a cut since before COVID. So fuck you. <laughs> I like him too. I used him <laughs> last week. He was Joe. He won Joe by a hundred thousand bucks. I know okay. he did. Hubbard, do it. Okay, building rosters this week, Eric. Are you worrying <laughs> about ownership? Clearly not. 
I'll worry a little bit if I if I start clicking a book. I know I, I here's the thing. When I click, I know intuitively chalk, chalk, chalk. So then I have to say one non-chalk or like two non-chalks. So just don't be stupid. I'm fading the top price elites who aren't gonna try to peak until East Lake, and then I'm in a pepper pepper, the 8K range, and I'm not taking too many risks in the low price range. So that's my strategy for building this week. Who are your three values besides APPR? Well, he's my one. And then just down below him at eight, uh, 8,700 is Tiger Woods. Okay. Uh, this guy loves this course. Now, yes, this, all this information that we have on him goes back, you know, a decade and a half. But what is he? 108 under par and 40 rounds of tournament at the TPC Boston. So, I don't know. Fucking A. That's great. And he's not wanted? That's not usually that's not usually a, a thing that I care about, but that seems like he a just, slight he's putting edge. the old putter back in the bag too. I saw that, and he just put the old putter back in the bag. So, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of lineups with Patrick Reed and Tiger Woods starting together, and then I think okay, we got less said, than a minute, so go. Okay, okay, hurry. Oh, uh, you know what? You just go finishers out because I had the same one as you, Tony Finau as well. So okay, go. yeah, Finau. Duh. Victor Hovland actually seems really underpriced for me at eighty two hundred dollars. And I'm going to click a bunch of that. What's funny is that I like someone at $7,600, Harris English. You got to see that as a misprice, Eric. And sometimes you got to know that 7,600, he's going to overachieve for that price. You want a guy that's going to go above and beyond. Before COVID, he was third, sixth, 33rd, fourth, fifth. He like played really well off after COVID, pre-COVID. Every time he gets to tease it up, he's good. And if you want to save some money, 7,600, he's not even chalk either. So this is great. Tremendous value, Harris English. I agree. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Like and subscribe. We're almost to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, please go do that. We appreciate it. And we appreciate Joe. Congrats to him, Joe Idoni. Download the Preferred Lines podcast. Good luck this week, boys and girls. Peace out. Goodbye.